Tonight is the Scorpio full moon, which is fun for all of us, I think, but especially for me because it marks my 10-year witchiversary, my personal witchiversary of dedicating myself to the path of a witch and embracing that label, calling myself a witch publicly. That happened 10 years ago. And I love to celebrate that every Scorpio full moon. My natal moon is Scorpio. So it all feels very groovy and magical. Beltane is right around the corner. So happy Beltane to you all. Happy Samhain for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere. This is officially the first episode of season five, but I do not yet have a theme song for us. I'm working on it. The kid might do some beatboxing. So I thought what we could do is just have a little temporary tune in its place. Because we need a song. We always need a song. And really, I can't resist. Hippie witches staying alive, staying alive. Hippie witchy season five. Sing it, Steve. Go. Go, buddy. What do you have to say? Don't stop now. You want to interrupt me? Is this a Steve show? Clearly, it's always the Steve show. <laughs> Hi! Thanks for joining me for episode 503 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe and I am the groovy Scorpio Moony creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit. And you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com, where you will also find the show notes for this episode, which will include links to a rad oracle deck called Animal Pharmacy, PH Pharmacy, which was created by today's special guest, Cara Elizabeth. I am not going to waste a bunch of time here flapping my gums at you, partly because I don't want to take away from the impact of this interview. I think it's really powerful, and partly because it's a full moon tonight. It's a full moon, and every single time there is a full moon, the kid and I go full moon hunting in our car. We go on a drive. I've told you this many times, but I'm going to tell you again because I love it. I am a full moon timing genius. I look up the time of the full moon and then we leave our house around 14 minutes after the moon is officially risen. And that creates this perfect timing for right when we're going over this bridge, the moon starts coming up over the hills and it's huge it's as big and as colorful as it will be all night. That's the point in timing it because we have mountains. Leaving our house about 14 minutes after the moon rises is when we actually see it rise over the hills. And then we howl and we yell as we go over the bridge. And then we drive around Silver Lake admiring the moon. Sometimes we get out of our car because the moon shines on the lake. It is, it's a magical experience. 
This is because my kid is obsessed with the moon. Of course, I love it too. But he really is the guy. He's the guy. He's the reason why we do this moon after moon after moon. And it's the reason why I'm not going to have a long intro here today. But I do have to thank the very nice people who support the kid and I support the podcast over on Patreon. So thank you so much to everybody who is hanging with me over on Patreon. Thank you so much to new patrons. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Kristen, Diana, Shonda, Leandra, Allison, April, Chris, Jerry, Ruth, Joanna, another Joanna. Hey, Carly and Susie. Thank you all so much. I hope you're loving the content over there. I have another episode of this, The Public Podcast, coming out in a couple of days with another Patron of the Month interview. I have not recorded that yet, but I'm so excited I can barely contain myself. It's going to be a good one. Just let me tell you that. So you're getting two this week, okay? It's going to be good. I really want to get back in the swing of this public podcast here and not just be podcasting on Patreon, which I do all the time. But I'm looking forward to putting some energy here and getting into some sort of rhythm with it. So we're going to start out with two right away and then we'll see what happens from there. So let's just get into talking with Kara here about her animal pharmacy deck. It's awesome. I love it. I will give you a trigger warning that she briefly mentions being molested and raped as a child and teenager. Not in a graphic way, but I didn't want that to be a surprise to anyone who might be especially sensitive to that. But I also felt like we had to include it because... It ended up being, in the long run, a catalyst for her, a healing catalyst. And I thought that that was an important story to tell, and she was gracious enough to tell it. I want to say, too, that this is not an endorsement to go off any medication and turn to oracle cards if you are having mental health issues. We talk about that, too. There's no shame in getting that kind of support if you need it to survive or function, but Kara's journey led her down that path, and again, she was kind enough to share a little bit about what that was like for her, and this is her personal story to tell. I'm thrilled that she decided to tell it here. If you happen to be listening to this while you are on a desktop, I highly recommend going over to Instagram and looking up the Animal Pharmacy, PH, Animal Pharmacy page there. So you get a visual of what we are talking about. I absolutely adore these cards. The images are so right on for me. I resonate with this deck. I know not everybody will because, you know, we all have our own visual preferences and color preferences and things like that, but it's cool. And she is cool. And I think you're really going to love this. Hi, Cara. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. You know what? There's one thing that I noticed about your website and internet presence that I think is wrong, wrong, wrong. And that is that we don't get a proper introduction to who you are as a woman. And so I'm here to right that wrong today. 
Oh, I love you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I feel like I don't, you know, share my story too much, but the whole creation of animal pharmacy is through overcoming so much painful hell and stepping into my fullest potential. But, you know, a lot of people have told me like, you need to tell your story more. So I would love to share that with you. We definitely have that opportunity, but I also don't want to imply that we don't get a sense of who you are. Like energetically, it's all there. Like we feel you, but then of course that curiosity kicks in. Like, who is this woman, you know? Right, yeah. First, let's just tell people what animal pharmacy is before we get going. So first we have to understand what animal medicine is. So animal medicine comes from the indigenous peoples of North America. It's the idea that if a certain animal comes into your life, if you're attracted to a certain animal, that if you study its behavior, its mythology, its lore that usually there's like a metaphor for you to learn on your personal journey of becoming your truest high self. Meaning like, yo, the symbols, the universe speaks to us in poetry, in metaphor. It sends us signs and symbols. It doesn't just have to be animals, but specifically with animal medicine, it's animals. And it doesn't need to be like, I saw a black panther in real life. It could be like, oh, the image of a black panther keeps coming up in my life. Like, why is that? So by studying it, you then, it's a message for you on your personal journey of stepping into your fullest potential. So my cards are based on animal medicine, but not just animal medicine, things like alchemy, psychology, the I Ching, which is a divination system from China over thousands of years ago, which is based in Taoism. But it brings together all these different kind of spiritual teachings and healing teachings And it's a card deck that is used for stepping into your fullest potential. And it's for anyone, but it's really for people who are on their journey of discovering who they are. They feel like they have a purpose, but they feel lost on their journey. They feel like every fiber of their entire body is like, there's some reason I'm here. There's something I'm supposed to do in this life. But because of all the programming, the trauma, the things that we've been taught, it's like we're being held back. So animal pharmacy is like a toolkit to help you step into your fullest potential and really understand that every single painful thing you go through, all your trials, all your tribulations are actually this crazy gift that are meant to like propel you into your fullest purpose. So it's for those that are seeking to step into their fullest purpose. Yeah, you have. I believe that about you. And I think the reason that your story is missing, so to speak, like from your content is because you're so focused on the people that you are there to serve and they respond, they respond in kind. So I just want to do this before we go any further and yell at every single person listening right now to go to your TikTok and to go to your Instagram because... On TikTok, we get to see you doing these very, very passionate, enthusiastic readings, which are amazing. And then also on your Instagram, it's kind of like the book that goes with a tarot deck. Like some of the descriptions that you write for these cards are so good. It's from the guidebook. 
which I'm all in the pre-publishing phase, by the way. So it's all slowly coming along. Who are those people on your Instagram? Are those your friends or neighbors or models? Those are my friends. I actually, for my day job, I work at Gucci, who's been so freaking supportive of animal pharmacy. I work at the uh, concept store in Soho and our creative director is uh, Alessandra McKelly is really into, you know, the animal kingdom and mysticism and alchemy and all this stuff. And they hired a bunch of artists to work at the concept store in Soho, which opened a couple of years ago. And they have totally let me infiltrate and do little readings with clients. They let me do workshops with the staff. So 90% of the people in those pictures are all my family from Gucci that have just been supporting animal pharmacy this entire time. So oh my God, my- when can you ever say a corporate place, especially like a multi-billion dollar company supports this little like thing that I'm doing. So no, it's, it's, I, I'm covered. I know. In I am. I know. I have levitated. I, I need to come back down to earth. I think what has happened with Gucci is very, It's revolutionary. I think he is one of the greatest artists of our time. I am a massive fan. Can't afford it, but love it. I love it. I love the campaigns and I just, ugh, ugh, ugh. I mean, yeah, the space I'm in is is so interesting. We do these monthly meetings about diversity and helping the community around us. I'm in the middle of joining the Gucci's Women Empowerment Program. Like, I know this isn't about Gucci, but they've just been so supportive of me and Animal Pharmacy. I have to, like, give a shout out. That space, specifically the concept store, is such a blessing for me and and has been like a nest for animal pharmacy so I'm I'm very grateful and how exciting to be a part of something on any level that is so iconic and such a moment in time yeah yeah absolutely your aesthetic also really I guess maybe this is why I responded so strongly to your aesthetic because I respond very strongly to that specific Gucci aesthetic and yeah. that Michele brought in and your cards too have this kind of groovy low brow colorful vibe that I'm very into and I know that's not for everybody but it's definitely for me oh awesome thank you and you you're an artist right yeah, I'm I actually used to really resonate solely as like a video performance artist and I would do weird stuff in public and it's specifically about justice and specifically about women's rights. But then I just realized that even though my my art was cloaked in like yeah, world peace, it was like very angry about the injustices towards women and I don't know. I guess like I realized no one listened to me when I was so angry. And then all of a sudden it kind of turned into this other thing through a journey and a heartbreaking journey of maybe this isn't working. And then it turned into animal pharmacy where it's like nothing about me. I'm like focused on the other person and helping them step into their fullest potential. Whereas everything used to be like, I'm the center of attention. Now I'm not, but that's why I'm also grateful that, you know, I can share my story with you today too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting watching some of your videos. I can see that anger transmuted. Yeah. 
on behalf of the person you're speaking for with a lot of passion and urgency. It's like, wake the fuck up. You know, it's just really in your face, but in this way that I think people can receive, it feels good. It feels like your best friend is like, throwing open the curtains and being like, no, get dressed, put your makeup on. We're going out. You know, it feels like that to me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I get a lot of people are like, I love how you're yelling at me or this gentle regret. Like there's something about their response to my aggression. And I never really think about it, but it's like, I am like demanding you to step into yourself. Like there's, and you know, I even do these kind of like visualization journeys with different people in workshops. And I'm like, I'm not here to get you silent and like be all calm. I kind of like yell at you to get to where you're going, but it's like from a place of love. So it doesn't feel, you know, offensive. Whereas before I was telling the world what it was doing wrong and being angry about it. And as far as like equality of women and men, like, you don't get a guy to listen to you by yelling at him, (laughs) telling him what he's doing wrong. There's other subtle, more um, ways that I think you can get people to listen to you. But yeah, I, I do. I'm very aggressive. And, and I think it all is the journey of me having my voice taken away as a kid and then finding it as a woman and, and not trying to be soft about it. There's really nothing that soft about what I do. So yeah, it's pretty aggressive. I love that you model that because being a woman is not about being soft. It can be some women have very soft energy, but that's not what it is. And it's not fair to impose that on us as a whole. Right. And I wonder if there's a part of the feminine power that was if we compare yin and yang, you know, masculine and feminine and the masculine energy is this kind of like dominant force. But what if there is this dominant force within the feminine that's just been so like suppressed for so long and there's like a new type of aggressive feminine that maybe is coming out in the collective conscious that maybe we just didn't know about, right? Like, because it's just been so deranged and distorted for so long that maybe that power of anger in a woman can be actually used in this other crazy awesome way that's really like enthusiastic and liberating and and loving definitely a hundred percent do you want to share any of that journey like you talked about having your voice taken away, finding your voice. I think it's important to just be real because there's so many other people dealing with similar situations. And I'm going to kind of tie this into how it ties into animal pharmacy, which I started creating about three years ago. So when I was in, I'm, I'm 38 right now. So in high school, my mom was friends with this indigenous American woman who taught her about animal medicine. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I didn't really care too much. My mom's outside talking to crows. I'm like, all right, mom. Then I go to college and I had this pretty horrifically terrifying dream of hundreds of thousands of ravens coming into my window, just, just breaking through, crashing into me, crashing into my room. 
And they were basically telling me, you need to know the truth. You need to know the truth. And they told me like, you were molested as a kid. And so that was like, wait, what? Cause this is something I had absolutely no idea, but how this got me into animal medicine was I had remembered my mom and her, the whole thing with animals have meaning. So I looked up what a raven meant. And one of the meanings of a raven is a messenger of dark truth because they'll go and warn all the animals in the forest if there's a hunter coming. So I was hooked. I was like, oh my God, animal medicine is a thing. Like, and I just started investigating it and just became so in love with it and with so many other indigenous teachings. So basically from that moment on for about 18 years, I would be on the journey of slowly uncovering multiple moments of being molested, not only by one person, but by a few. And also I was raped in high school So there's just a lot of sexual trauma in my history. So from 18 to about the age of 36, I had severe complex PTSD. And this was like reliving being molested every day. It wasn't so much I was having the flashbacks visually. It would be the emotional feeling of the trauma, reliving it every day. I was terrified of reality. I was terrified of myself. My relationship with myself was awful. And I was seeing every kind of healer, doctor, Western, Eastern, everything. No one, no one could help me. And I was absolutely doped up on so much medication. The way the psychiatric system in America works is another story. But this explains the name of your deck so well. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because like, this is the real medicine as opposed to like all the other crazy medicine. You know, and I thought in my 20s, and going through the trauma and reliving it and seeing all these different healers and doctors, I thought I was like, well, at least I'll be better in my 30s. At least I'm getting rid of this now. Whoa, was I wrong? It got worse my 30s. It got way worse. And I just watched myself not accomplishing my dreams of being like, you know, I had this TV show called Born Again Pop, the TV show all about deconstructing and reconstructing American pop culture and just all these things. And I was trying to do, I was just watching nothing happen and my life falling apart and horrific relationships with men and just the sicknesses within myself were getting worse. So I got to this point where it was like, I can either kill myself or I can get off all my medication and I'm going to do this on my own. For years of seeing different healers, and I'm not telling people that like, don't go seek help. That is not what I'm saying. But on my personal journey to find my power, it was about no one outside of you is going to heal you. It's you who's going to heal you. You're your own shaman. You're your own hero. You do it yourself. So I, I was like, I can either kill myself or I can get off all medication and try something totally different. And I did. I got off all the medication and started changing every aspect of my life. And then I started creating animal pharmacy. And each card was a medicine for whatever I was going through, some guidance and advice that I needed to hear at that moment. So I created these cards to be my own medicine But yeah, on my journey, it was like, it was actually almost like constantly seeking for help outside of myself. 
it was a part of the journey, but it wasn't empowering because the entire time it was me, it was me. And I, I just feel like that's for everyone. Like everyone is their own shaman and their own healer and their own guru. And the power in each person is crazy. And it is important, I think too, to, to seek help because I think with only one out of like 30 therapists, one was really awesome. And it, it just helped me understand what was going on. So I think it's good to have like an understanding of what you're dealing with in your life. And it, it just gives you a perspective. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, we have so much more control than we give ourselves credit for. And we really have the power to, to change our life, but it's a slow process. I wonder, this is kind of messed up to say, but I am a creative person and I have found this to be true of my own work that I had to go through something to be able to authentically talk about it or write about it or make a thing about it. And when you're talking about making a whole deck and wanting each card to be significant, uh, maybe you had to live through all of that to serve, to serve people that are living. Absolutely. And I think it's all about changing your perspective about suffering. Really. I think there's, two kinds of suffering. There's the kind that our ego inflicts on ourselves. Like I want, I want, I need to be better, blah, blah, blah. And then there's the kind of like horrific things that kind of happen to us. And both types of suffering, whether it's self-inflicted or something from the world are, are meant for our growth. And I think as specifically Americans, we are so like, I need comfort, I need comfort and I need comfort. It's like, no, you die in comfort. Like you grow through pain. That's why it's called growing pains. Like you grow through suffering. I would absolutely change nothing in the world. Someone said, Oh, would you change not being molested? Hell no. And there was demented stuff that happened to me with this guy. It wasn't just molestation. It was like, there was guns and killing it. I'm not even going to get into it, but I wouldn't change a thing because it is what has stretched me to grow into myself. And now it has led to me really pushing people and helping people with my work to help them believe in themselves. Because my main thing was like in my mid thirties, early mid thirties, I gave up all faith in myself and I didn't believe in myself. And I'm really into manifesting and thinking the right way to step into your fullest potential. But what about for those people who do not believe in themselves? And my thing is like, you can still do it. Even if you don't believe in yourself, you don't have to believe in yourself. What you have to do is not give up on yourself. And as long as you don't give up on yourself, one thing leads to another that leads to another that leads to another that eventually you start slowly believing in yourself. I want to help people who like feel lost and don't believe in themselves. And if someone just told me like, just wait it out, just wait it out because this huge thing is coming for you that you have no idea and that you could have never even imagined because I really think that the more insane you're suffering, the more intense it is just a lot that like pendulum to swing to the exact opposite side of joy or, or, or to do something exactly when you said the word transmute, you know, like, it gives us this ability to transmute that depth of suffering into something 
like an opposite frequency, just as high. So if it's like the lower frequency of suffering, it, you can flip it and turn it into your greatest asset. It's hard though, you know, especially being Americans. Like we just want to feel good all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And we're constantly being sent messages that we are entitled to that. We deserve that. And we can have it with one click of a button while being told you're not good enough at the same time. Oh my God. A hundred percent. This it's like the ultimate mind. I don't want to swear. Like the, it's like, it's, it's the, the most amazing way to like have control over people, keep them thinking that they're not good enough and striving for these stupid things just so we can keep like getting money. And yeah, I mean, I'm a fan and a victim of marketing. I think it is one of the most powerful magics there are. And what you learn when you learn marketing is to speak to someone's pain point. And that is exploited to take people's money. What I love about what you're doing is you speak to someone's pain point and then you empower them. And I can't remember where I saw it, but I remember you said or wrote something about you're here you said to connect you to you. Like, mm. That is what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. You're connecting people to themselves. And I think that's so amazing, particularly because of what I just said. For free, they can go watch those right. TikTok videos. Yeah. They can go to your Instagram and read those posts. And I think get something out of it. You know, and I think what everyone is chasing at the end of the day is to be themselves. They're trying to be who they were meant to be. I think a lot of people don't accomplish this in life. And I think that's why there's this like painful existence in this reality, because there's this deep down knowing there's something you have to share. There's something to be, but like with all the weird programming, we're just not, we're being robots. We're just conditioned. I just think the most special in the gift is like connecting you to yourself because it's you that you've been looking for. It's you that you've been screaming to be this entire time. And it's, it's you that's been wanting to be loved, not from the stupid guy who treats you like crap. It's you that wants you to love you, you know? So you are clearly just a natural artist. And that really came out to you. I know I'm kind of changing the subject, but I have this hard hard image in my head that I can't stop thinking about. I might have to get your deck just for this card. Well, I love what you wrote about it. It's a frog and a scorpion. Oh, yeah. And maybe you can tell us why you put a frog and a scorpion in the same image. The scorpion comes and is like, is kind of, all the painful things that we don't really want to feel. And the frog just jumps really high from it. Like, nope, don't want to touch it. Don't want to feel this. And the scorpion is like, my, my poison of this pain is actually a medicine for you to feel this. And that like, once you do feel this, once you allow yourself to feel my poison, my poison is, is the medicine that is going to, heal you. And it actually, when you really embrace this pain inside and you allow yourself to feel it. And I, it's so hard to even tell someone like how to just sit with your pain because I think it can get dangerous because I think your pain can actually 
be cloaked in fear and tell you really negative things about yourself. But it's this kind of idea. Do you know Tara Brock? Like no. she's so cool. She's this Buddhist teacher and she's, I, I really learned this oh, maybe from her. Yeah. She's all about like accepting, accepting, like just accept it, just feel the suffering, just feel it, just feel it because, you know, but you cannot believe if that feeling comes with a negative belief, you have to be really, really strong about like, I know you're telling me I'm ugly right now. I know you're telling me that I'm not good enough at this thing, but I love you. And I know what you're saying isn't real, but I'm going to allow myself to feel this fine. I'm going to allow myself to feel ugly right now, but I'm not going to believe I'm going to know that that's not actually might not be the truest reality because it's, a delicate place when we start to embrace our painful feelings because a lot of them have horrific things to say about us. And that's why we run from them. So it's this thing about like the frog jumping away because it's like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't deal with this feeling. I can't deal with what this feeling is telling me. But Scorpion is like, listen, I know I'm this painful feeling, but all I ever wanted was to be loved and to be heard and to be witnessed and felt. So like, I need you to kind of like, be with this feeling right now. But again, it's important to know, like, I accept this feeling. What the feeling is telling me doesn't mean it's true, but I'm going to be with this part of me that feels this horrific thing about myself. And you kind of have to play this, like, mother or father to yourself instead of assuming you are the feeling. You're not the feeling. You're the spirit realizing and feeling the feeling, but you're not the feeling. So... To me, one of the best things you can do with a feeling like that, like I feel ugly or I am ugly, is to ask what age is, like how old are you when you started thinking that? And then you can self-parent. Then it's like, no, your inner child thinks it's ugly. And then you get to feel that. And that is really powerful. That's what I hear you saying right now. And I just want to give people an image of the card if they're listening. The card has a frog that's like almost on the ceiling. It's like, ah, at the top of the card and then down at the bottom is the scorpion. And it surprised me because when I have seen animal decks, they've been like one animal and then they give you the symbolism of what that animal traditionally means. And I was like, oh, this is different. There's two animals here. What do these animals have to do with each other? And then speaking of self-parenting, there's another card with a kangaroo. And Mm. I know that card isn't specifically about self-parenting, although I can kind of turn anything into that. But the kangaroo represents liberation. And I was like, what? Is that I don't get it. And then I read what you wrote and I was like, I totally get it. Yeah. That's what I mean by you have a really creative mind. It's a little bit ingenious because you talk about why this kangaroo mama with a Joey in her pouch represents liberation. And I guess I won't put words in your mouth if you want to explain that a little bit. There's kind of like two ways. There's the Joey who wants to grow up and become its adult self. And if it stays in the comfort of the known with its mom, it'll stunt his growth to become what he's meant to be. But then the the mother also like holding on to her child 
it, it, it like does the same thing or just stunts each other's growth. And then eventually the, the little Joey kangaroo is going to rip her open because it's this idea of like, we're just holding on to this like comfort of this thing that we know right now. But when you get that card, it's like, there's something that's been outgrown and, and even though it's comfortable and you know it and you love it, you have to let it go. And I think the difference between the way I have worked with animal medicine is there's these kind of like obvious meanings to certain animals when it's, you know, around, but I kind of have looked for these stories. I was like, okay, liberation, detachment, like what the heck animal is detached? Like what, what animal could represent being liberated and having to like move on from some, Oh, okay. So like a kangaroo has the Joey inside and what does it look like if it stayed and what does it look like if it goes? So I try to like create stories of knowing what these animals mean, but going further than just like a blanket statement of, you know, the butterfly means metamorphosis, which it does, but it's like, how do you add to the conversation? How do you take it to the next level and continually evolve that story? Right, exactly. So, and I think with figuring out how to like evolve that story, it was like each moment in my life was something where I was like, I need to learn detachment and liberation right now. So then I would focus on that and then I would research the animals and then finally figure out like what felt like it resonated. And then some of these animals like come and they have stories and like some, like there's one card, it's about discipline and it's from the three little pigs, you know, the story with the three little pigs from, um, I don't know if it's by Disney, but it's two brothers are hanging out, having fun all the time. And the other brother is like, no, I'm going to discipline and make this brick house that ends up saving them most people wouldn't think, oh, pig means discipline, but it's like, no, this is a story that's been on our collective conscious, at least in the Western world for a while now. Like this is, this animal like holds that frequency of discipline. So I, I kind of looked at all aspects of these animals and the stories that come with the animals, because, you know, if you look at the indigenous people, all of those animals have crazy, amazing stories. It's not just watching their behavior. It's like, what story did this animal tell us? Like, what story can we learn from this? And some of the, some of the cards, I made up my own stories for them. So it's just like a lot just smushed together. It's so you, I can hear the pop culture influence. I right, right. All the healing stuff, obviously. But I, I also keep thinking like you're going to make a film or something at some point. Like I can see it going in that direction. I mean, that would be awesome since for grad school, I did experimental animation. So I was doing film and animating things. And so who knows? I mean, I never thought I would create a card deck like even though it made it makes so much sense of my years of just like being into this kind of stuff I never thought I would do that so I'm really into this idea of just like embracing the unknown and 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 not trying to always like get what my ego wants but asking life what do you want me to do? I will be your tool because obviously you created me to do something. So use me. And I think 
that's kind of an interesting way. Like I'm really into like praying and, you know, we all ask for what we want, but I always try to just be like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like, Uh, what do you want me to do? That's one of the scariest prayers is use me, use my life to me. Cause you know, I'm a control freak. I grew up in the West and like use my life is like, what am I opening myself up to? But you always hear people again and again and again say that's how they got on their path to success, which is built on serving other people. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because right before I came up with animal pharmacy, I, I, you know, it was all this stuff kind of falling apart, me trying to find myself and change everything. And I started going on my roof. I'm also Baha'i. That's my faith. So I've always been into prayer, but yo, I've never prayed like this in my life. So I would go on my roof every day for about an hour in the morning and an hour like before work. And then late at night, And I would start, I would not just be saying prayers. I was having out loud conversations with the universe. I would let the universe know like how angry I was at it. Like, why are you putting me through this? But I was also just, I was asking on my knees, literally crying on my knees, like, please, like, let me live up to my potential. Please let me live up to my potential. Please let me do something that helps people. Please, please, please. And then not soon after I got the download for animal pharmacy and it's like life wants to help you. But I really think there's this weird communion that has to happen. It hears you. It responds to you. It loves you and it wants to help you step into your purpose. But I almost think you have to like have this, like it, 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 it's like you connect to its love through loving it. There's, there's something about like, you have to take the step towards it. And then it's like, here you go. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about the Baha'i faith? Because my understanding of it comes entirely from Rain Wilson. (laughs) Oh yeah. Let's get the Cara Elizabeth take on it. So I, I grew up a Baha'i and I am a Baha'i and I really feel like in a nutshell, we're obsessed with world peace and I love it. We have the most amazing outlook for humanity. I know everyone has like lost faith in humanity and it was like, no, this is all part of the plan. Like it's supposed to get worse before it gets better. And world peace will happen. Like, no, it's not going to look like some rainbow fairy tale. There will always be conflict. There will always be conflict. That's just like ignorant to think that world peace means like everything's perfect, but like, on the level of human genocide and racism and sexism and all these archaic things, like we believe that's something that our consciousness is evolving from. We are super into the equality of women and men, of the oneness of humanity, unity and diversity. We believe in all world religions. And yes, religions are totally corrupt by men. And we understand that too. But it's like, there is a purity within these messages. And they're all talking about this one creator. And it's like, say we're all looking at the sun. I'm looking at it from this angle and getting its rays. This guy over there in Egypt's looking at it from that angle, getting its rays. And this person's speaking about its rays from one point of view. And I'm speaking about it, but we're all talking about it from different points of view, but we're all talking about the same thing. Also science and spirituality are, are hand in hand. Like Math is just as much as a spiritual concept as love. I mean, they're intermingled. 
science and spirituality are like the wings of a bird, at least in the physical realm. I love that. I love that. And I think also being a Baha'i is what has led me to really loving and appreciating like spiritual indigenous teachings. I was taught to independently investigate truth and that, and to understand that like, it's not just like my way is the right way. It's like all people know hints of truth and all these spiritual teachings, like you can learn from it's like that thing of like just different perspectives talking about the same thing. If you're looking at a television and I'm looking at a television, but I'm behind it and you're in front of it, I'm like, there's a block uh, and there's a cord coming out and you're like, yo, I'm seeing a story with people and they're moving inside of this box. Me and you have totally different viewpoints. We're actually both right, but we're just seeing it from a different perspective. Not to see that like there's lots of messed up perspectives and things that are, you know, being preached that are not true. But for the most part, I think that's just the ego and the power of people trying to take over and manipulate people. But at the end of the day, as a Baha'i, it's like love is the secret. Our creator is love. We are created from love. And we believe that like our love will overcome and humanity will progress and, and whatever, you don't have to believe it. It's cool. It's cool. It's no big deal. We all can get along. Yes. I also have to say, I don't care when people are like, Oh, I don't know about that. I'm like, I don't care if I'm brainwashed. I love believing world peace will happen one day because honestly, I don't know if I could deal with this world. If I didn't have a positive outlook, it would seem absolutely horrifying. If I was lost in the prison of this disgusting crap that's going on in humanity, it would kill me. So I don't care if I'm wrong. I fully love believing that world peace will happen one day. I guess I feel similarly about believing that God is, and I say God not to reference an anthropomorphic figure. I mean, like energy. uh, Exactly. that, That original creative energy that created us, that we continue on through the creation process ourselves, to me, I see that as love and there are all different kinds of love. Like we kind of were talking about that at the beginning with you being very passionate and transmuting your anger Mm. into an urgent empowerment of other people. That's love. It's not soft. It's not soft necessarily. The love of a mother will whoop some ass if somebody messes yeah. with your kid, you know, that's yeah. love. That's love. Absolutely. And also the idea of love even being easy is ridiculous to me. Like the mother having to get up early and do a billion things and sacrifice her life to make sure her kid's well-being is, it's like, that is love. There's nothing romantic or fun or good feeling about it, but that is love. And that love actually will withstand the test of time. The thing of the like quick, flashy, hot thing that feels good will always like burn in fire or fall apart. The love is that enduring strength to like keep going, to do the best thing for yourself, even though it's the most annoying thing to do when you would way rather like have fun and party and feel good at this moment. But love is is very interesting. Definitely. But I think, yeah. It gets more interesting for us tarot nerds to think, is there love in death? Is there a love in destruction? Is there love in pain? Like one of the things when you say like God is love, people will get so upset with you and then they will bring 
all of the reasons to the table why that is not true. And I don't need it to be true for it to empower me because then I can kind of create this polarity. Like love is what I'm moving toward. Fear is the absence of love. And it makes for me a clear direction, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense. And you know what? It's like that whole idea with suffering again, that suffering is like a weird blessing in disguise the most demented things happened to me as a kid. And I know no parent would ever, ever, ever be okay with this. But me who had to endure it, like the stuff that came out of that for me, the stuff that I have grown up and done and, and, and like learned and then been able to help other people. I know it sounds like, yo, that's crazy to say that your molestation was a blessing in disguise. But for me, it was, it was, I know that sounds crazy. And I think too, it happened. Yeah. So you can't change that, but you can change what it means. And you, yes, yes. That's empowerment. That's self-empowerment. It's like, you did this thing to me, but you don't get to define who I am. You don't get to shape my entire future and watch what I'm going to do with this thing. It's like excellence is the best revenge. You know, it's interesting that you said that because it really also felt like for my entire young and middle adult life that because I was so messed up because of it, that it was like, oh my God, this guy like still has power. Like that thing that happened to me, those things that happened to me, it was like, seemingly like it has this power over you but yeah like yeah they cast a spell they cast a spell that can not only it can not only last a lifetime it can last many lifetimes it can then become generational so you're doing absolutely huge service to heal yourself because you're saying it stops here yeah and I'm absolutely sure and I don't know this for a fact but I can guarantee you there's a lineage of women and probably some men in my history ancestors that have been sexually abused too. I'm sure there's a ton of women who have been but you know it got to that point where this point of like I have to change my life it was so intensely like I can no longer let these people's behaviors from when I was a little kid control my adult life. Like it, it like sickened me to think that they still had power over me. So it's oh, um, yeah. another example of anger being empowering. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we just talked for 15 minutes, but we did. did? And oh, yeah, I'm like, that. wow, we maybe you're going to have to come back because I feel like we just got started, but I want to do a couple of things before we start to wrap up. I want to give people on the go your URL or just tell them where they can find you on TikTok and Instagram so they can have it in their heads when they get to somewhere where they can check it out. So it's just Animal Pharmacy on TikTok and on Instagram. And then um, my website, and you can sign up for, I do newsletters and all these things. Or if you want a reading, it's animalpharmacycards.com. Mm-hmm. And it's pharmacy, like P-H. P-H, yes, yeah. Did you ever play around with alternate spellings? I mean, I 
like one second in my yeah. head, but I, yeah. I kept it at something about, you know, the pharmacy and pharmaceuticals and medicine, but yeah. also animal farm was kind of funny, but like with an F, but yeah. I love it, it. I did mess for a minute, but I stayed with animal pharmacy. I am so excited to hear from listeners because I just feel like they're going to run out and check this thing out and then they're going to tell me about it. And I want to hear what they have to say. If you love Cara's deck, let her know and let me know because I'm excited to see who's going to be resonating with this. Oh, I love you. And thank you so much for just letting me share my story that just what you do and allowing so many people to just speak and share their story and you sharing your story. It's just like, I don't know if you realize the effect that you have on people are just shifting or feeling like, Oh, I feel that way too. So many times I've listened to you or your guests and I'm like, it's just a light bulb goes off or I'm just like, it just kind of shifts me. So thank you. You're doing something really powerful too. And I'm, I'm grateful. Oh, yay. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I love it. Can you, can you, can you answer the big question that I always ask at the end of these things? Like, what is one tip you have for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams? Maybe to that person that you're here to serve. It's two things. And it's the one thing that I said before. You don't have to believe in yourself right now. It's okay if you do not believe in yourself. Just do not give up. Whatever you do, do not give up. And you just keep putting effort in. And eventually all those efforts create this momentum and then it becomes an avalanche and leads to the most amazing thing ever. As as long as you don't give up, for me, that's it. And then also your suffering is sacred. It's your greatest asset because you have... Once you have that like intensity of suffering, you have the ability to transmute it. And yeah, it takes time, but everyone's a magician and you can totally turn that sickness into this like crazy power of light. And that's what I think it was meant, what we were meant to do with all the the sickness and the darkness and the trauma is just like flip it and transmute it into light. So yeah, that would be my two things. I like to think of the suffering as the call or the invitation. Mm. It's not the point. It's just the thing that's calling to you and it won't stop. So it is coming from a loving place. It will not stop calling for you until you answer the call and show up. And sometimes that's not like, oh, I answered the call. Why aren't all my problems fixed? As you demonstrated, it's like a whole journey. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but that's so smart what you just said. It is like answering the call because it's like, whatever you said, I just kind of like had my mind blown. And you know, when those things like you have an epiphany, I was like, oh, it was a call to answer. And I was like running from it for so long. And that's why just the suffering kept getting worse. <laughs> yeah. It gets louder and louder and louder. Yeah. Probably like, what? What do you want from me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, I had so much fun doing that interview. Isn't Kara awesome? Super interesting woman. Definitely follow the links. Go check her out. Check out her TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account, but I got sucked into her TikTok videos. They're really great, especially if you like her take on life, like what we were talking about here, I think you'll really get a kick out of her card readings. She does card readings over on TikTok. 
I will link to all her things in the show notes. I'm also going to link to a newsletter that I sent out this weekend with a video. I made a video just for my newsletter subscribers telling you all that there are spaces open now on the Dream Team, which is a tier I have over on Patreon for those of you who would like to work one-on-one with me. I have a very limited coaching practice, but for people on the Dream Team, you get one 60-minute coaching call with me once a month and then access to two different masterminds and then all the content. I create a lot of content over there. You get all the content. So if you're like, hey, I want to be on the Dream Team, Check out my Patreon. There will be a link to that, and you can just subscribe to that tier, and you will be on the Dream Team, and we can start working together that way. Or you can just support the show for like a buck a month over on Patreon, and you know I would appreciate it. It's really fun when new people come into the community. Everybody's super welcoming over on Discord. If you've never followed someone on Patreon, most of us Patreon creators, we have linked our accounts up to Discord so you can have semi-private conversations. They feel very private. It's like your own kind of private Twitter is how I like to think of it. And the people that hang out on the Hippie Witch Discord server are so cool and welcoming, and I'm super proud to be a part of that community. It is definitely not my community. They are the community. I'm just honored to be a part of it. So if you want to be a part of it too, follow the links. Sign up for whatever tier you're comfortable with over on Patreon, and I look forward to meeting you. Happy Beltane, happy Samhain, happy full moon. Until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.